Hello, welcome to the OK OK podcast. I'm OK, your host, and we're back with another episode. This episode is the end of the year episode, last episode of 2020, and we're talking all things 2020, recapping everything from this year, what we learned, what we're taking away, and what we're leaving in 2020 as we go into 2021. My guest for this episode is Alexis. Alexis, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Alexis Tam. I've been friends with Ake for the past, I don't even know how long, five years? What? No, it's like four. Really? No. No. I mean, My sophomore year, your freshman year. Yeah, that's four years. Um, oh, going yeah, on four. So. Yeah, summer after. It was our first uh, orientation. That's true. I'm getting my time mixed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that long. time is blurry nowadays. But yeah, Alexis and I have been friends for the past four years. Um, and you're literally one of my closest friends. There's definitely not... I don't think there's anything in my life that you don't know about, really. Probably yeah. not at this point. So like I said, we're talking all things 2020. And my first question is, how would you describe 2020 for you in five words? Okay. I would say humbling is one of them. I know you had that, I think. Um, Enlightening. I said perseverance, although that kind of doesn't like work with the category, but I think that's definitely something that I've... That's a word. I've learned. No, it's a word, but like to describe 2020, like perseverance, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I Uh, I said, I would say daunting and it was definitely a heavy year was my last one to describe it. What about you? Um, I had chaotic, humbling, distant, awakening, and rough. What was the most awakening? Like you said, awakening. What do you think was the biggest thing? Uh, I just think, I don't know. I, I learned to appreciate a lot of things that I didn't before. Like, I didn't realize how much having contact time with people like i don't know you think when a pandemic hits like oh shoot obviously i need to separate myself from people in order to get through the pandemic but it really did take a bigger toll on me mentally than i thought and i think that definitely was because i was already i mean i've always been away from home but um this definitely was the longest that i'd ever gone while in college but i was also grateful for it because I think that it made me a lot stronger, but also awakening in terms of what I want out of life going forward, um, people that I have or don't have in my life anymore. There was just a lot of realizations, um, especially more so when the pandemic hit, I would say. Mm. What was the question you were going to ask me? Uh, Yeah. So, well, I guess it kind of goes along with what you were talking about, but like, were there any particular moments that tested you this year in particular? And, like, what'd you get out of it if, if you found something that was really difficult for you? I feel like the whole year was just a constant test. I would say definitely virtual learning. That was a challenge. I'd never have taken an online class um, in college. The one time I took an online class was in high school. It was for, like, not consumer economics. I forget what it was for, but it was, like, a class where you learn, like, about insurance and how to be an adult. It was a graduation requirement. I took it online. And after that, I was like, I'm never taking this again because I was, it was so easy for me to procrastinate. And 
it was just really hard to self-motivate through that class. And the same thing kind of happened in the spring semester. It was just really hard to get through classes and not be bored just because you're literally just sitting at your laptop listening to lectures and there's no like engagement. Like a lot, of, I'm sure a lot of students can relate that when you're in class, it's a totally different feeling. Like you're in a focused environment. You know that you need to focus on the lecture. You're focusing on what the lecturer is saying and all that stuff. So not having that and not having that, like, I guess you could say self-implemented or like automatic discipline was really hard. Another thing was COVID. That was really tough. Um, this was the first year I didn't go home for the summer, which sucked. But again, made me stronger. I definitely would say the summer was hard just because all I really did was work. And Yeah, that is maybe, what you did. <laughs> yeah, like all I did was work. And it got to the point where I was working because there was literally nothing else to do. So I was just like, oh, I'll go to work, which yeah, was great for my bank account. But <laughs> it was getting kind of boring. And then definitely when BLM... I don't want to use the word arose because it technically wasn't anything new. But when that whole BLM awakening was happening in the summer, that was also really tough. Um, and we're going to talk about that towards the end of the episode. But yeah. What about you? What were your moments of trial this year? Uh, I, I said career uncertainty. So like when I was studying for the MCAT for the second time mm -hmm. around, when I was even when, like the first time when like I didn't really study for it and I realized like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is what I want. So I think that like really tested me. And, you know, I think one thing with that was that like Spencer for sure, like he helped me a lot with that. He like tested me and asked me like, what are you doing type of thing? Like, are you studying? Like, is this what you want to do? And it definitely like had me reevaluate my myself and like what I want to give and do in life. So that was definitely one of the bigger things I'd say, along with like obviously COVID and how that impacted like everyone I know. And you had basically a career change because you were going to go to med school and then you decided to go to PA school instead, yeah, um, exactly. which I know wasn't an easy decision, but no, like sure. many things, the MCAT got COVIDed, so. Yeah, it did. My next question was, what are some highlights of the year for you? Let's see, highlights. I said definitely want to be getting, getting on track with my life goals. It's so like figuring out, like now I feel like I'm definitely like on the right track. I feel a lot better about everything. And then now just getting a new job that I really enjoy. Like for the first time, I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually something I enjoy and like going to every day. And I'd say probably just celebrating my one year with my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, actually oh, yeah. Grow more with him. yeah. Wait, it's really only been one year. Why do I feel like it's been well, a year and a half? No, it's it's gonna be two years, like in April. But like, I guess it's still oh. it passed. I don't know. So I should like, oh, it technically like, wasn't a year. Yeah. Okay, I was like, there's no way you guys have only been dating for a year. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I resonate with a lot of the same. Um, well, not so much career because I'm not really done with school yet. So we're still almost doing the you're in the home stretch. Yeah, but we still got a long ways to go to figuring out what we're going to do post-grad. Yeah, um, but some of my highlights were, I think I did a good job of getting rid of the toxicity in my life finally and getting clarity in that aspect. Um, and I know I've talked about this before in previous episodes, but 
there was a period during the summer where I just was like cutting people out just because I was realizing like, yeah, nope, we don't align. Yeah, nope, not worth my time. Yeah, nope. Like this is not this is not a healthy environment for me. Um, And then definitely me getting inducted into the leadership honor society that I'm in. Um, That was like a really big highlight just because. I'm starting to understand more and more my leadership and like what that looks like to me. Still don't really like being called a leader. That's just what? me though. What do you mean? It's just hard for me to embrace that title. I I just think it's dumb. like imposter syndrome or something because you've done so much. It's partially imposter syndrome, but it's also just like, I don't like to, I don't like to have a lot of, weight on things that I do in that aspect because it doesn't really like I'm not doing these things because I'm like oh I want to be a leader and I want to be in charge and I want to be influential I'm really just like doing them so if that's how people perceive it then great but I don't know that's something I gotta work on too and then another highlight definitely my nephew Silas being born greatest kid on earth I know the cutest (sighs) baby honestly I tell people this all the time I understand now how people called babies ugly now. Like, before he was born, I didn't really understand that. I was like, how can you call a baby ugly? Like, I don't think babies are ugly. But then he was born, and I was like, actually, I get it now. Not all babies are created equal. Sorry, guys. I would never say that someone's baby is ugly to their face, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Not all of them are created equal. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you've yeah, seen no, Silas. Yeah, he's top tier. Top tier. Top tier baby. All right. What's the next question? So the question is, what did you take away from the pandemic? And what surprised you the most from it all? So many, so many things with this one. Number one, I really, I mean, I don't know. I guess living in the United States, everyone's always been kind of self-centered, selfish-ish. Mm-hmm. But I think this pandemic really put that on blast in ways that I really just didn't think were possible given the circumstances. Like you would think, oh, okay, this is a very like detrimental moment, something that affects everyone regardless of like class, race. Well, not really race, but class. And it's something that's a big deal for everyone's health. Yet you have people that are just like, mm, well, it doesn't really affect me. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing regardless of how much worse it makes things for everybody else. Um, So that was a huge takeaway. Um, I also think that with the pandemic, we all got to see how much like our infrastructure as a society is really weak. Like housing is weak. Government is weak. Wages are weak. Like everything is just a shit show. Like the amount of businesses that have closed and the amount of things that have just come crashing And the amount of people who've died from this pandemic, it's just really, I don't think anyone had this on their bingo card for this year. I definitely did not have it on there. And then I think the most shocking thing is to see how people just don't even trust doctors anymore or healthcare professionals. Like we all go to school and we work really hard to study these things and to see people just be like, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And they're picking up information from 
a Facebook article from some suburban mom in Idaho is just really, (sighs) it's sad. It's really, really sad. And the worst part of it is things have only gotten worse because of it. It's not like anything's gotten better or at least at a standstill. So it's just very sad. What about you? That was actually a really good point for the the thing that surprised me most. I didn't like have that one on there, but I definitely agree with you. Is that like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I guess also with media and everything, like there's so many like ways to have misused data and information that people just absorb. It's kind of crazy. But I guess one of the things is also just, I put is just like a reminder of being grateful and like the love for your close ones and like people you care about how like, these people definitely helped you through like this hard time, you know, even if it's just like through the phone or through text. Yeah. Um, one question I was going to ask was, was there anything new that you tried during 2020 that you hadn't done before? And are you going to continue it in 2021? There's honestly not anything I can think of that I have never done before. Like I've been like trying to read more and stretch more into things like that for like, myself and like things but I I couldn't really say if there's anything that I've never done before have you yeah there are a couple things um so I'm recording from Forks Washington aka where Twilight was filmed um and before I came to Washington I never really hiked or anything I mean you know that yeah I definitely would not describe myself as like an outdoorsy person but being here I'm like okay I see the appeal I think the main difference is and the key thing that actually made me want to try it besides like obviously my sister not forcing me but we're doing them together is that the climate here is a lot warmer so it's not like even when it rains it's not like oh you don't want to go outside the rain is kind of just there and it doesn't really it doesn't get in the way of the day like you can still do things I feel like on the East Coast, when it rains, it's cold or snowy or icy, and it's just not as, like, enthusiastic to go outside, mainly because of the cold. But here it's been really nice, and, like, the trees are really nice, and everything's fresh. The air is crisp. Who knew? Okay. I know. I I literally was telling someone today, I was like, yeah, you're not going to believe where I'm at. And they're like, and I was telling them that I went hiking and they were like, you went outside, outside. I was like, yeah. So before this trip, I wouldn't say I would be that enthusiastic to do those things. But I definitely think um, going forward, I'll give it a go um, when I'm back in Boston and stuff. Um, Can I still hike more with me? Yeah, I'll definitely go. Nice. Yeah, that's something I'll continue in 2021. Other than that, I don't really think there was anything else. Uh, Actually, one thing that I did start doing this year was kind of just focusing more on my mental space. Like, I don't think I've taken that much time for it the way that I did this year. But I also think quarantine fueled a lot of that because there were many months where I was just stuck at home doing nothing else doing nothing else. And I was like, I'm noticing a shift in my mindset. So I was like, I should pay attention to that more. And I did. So that's something, yeah, more like mindfulness, I would say. I didn't really do that prior to 2020. I was kind of just like going through the motions. And then this year was the year that I really changed all that. 
My next question is in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement and that whole re-uprising, mm-hmm. what did it mean to you and what was it like watching that happen? I think like the main thing is just showing support and to show sol- um, solidarity, gosh, solidarity for not just like your black friends, but their families, you know, it's not just like, I feel like the thing is like, you can support your friends, but then also in saying that you care about them and everything, then it's also about supporting their family and like everyone like them, you know? So I feel like sometimes people like don't realize that they're like, Oh yeah. Well, like, you know, like I'm not racist. Like I have black friends, but it just goes beyond just that. You know, it's like a huge thing. Like recognizing the whole community instead of just the people that you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I guess it's also just like this whole thing was like addressing like social and racial injustices, but it's also at the same time, it's kind of like hard because like this has been like plaguing the world for like long before social media kind of made it like a lot more popular, you know? And uh, like, I think it definitely like social media definitely like helps with the presence and the cause. But like in the end, we also need to realize that like this is like an ever present issue and like the movement still like lives on. Like even now, I feel like it's definitely like died down and not many people have like talked about it, but like it's still a problem. And I feel like that's the one thing with like social media, how it can be like not that impactful, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm looking at it from what happened during the summer late may into june obviously all media in every form was paying attention to it whereas now you in some areas depending on where you are you'll still you'll still see people like mentioning it or like you'll see a black lives matter sign or like people still talking about it um in discussions or in whatever circles you run in but I definitely agree that there was a huge drop off. I would say once the news shifted towards the election in COVID again, um, that was when you saw people kind of just going back to normal. And I agree as well that it's that whole re-uprising in that moment was paying attention to not just the black people that you know, but just the community as a whole and how you have either contributed to oppression or how you haven't taken the most active steps in fighting oppression against black people that time period was really tough because i mean i would say my whole life obviously being black i've been aware of my race all my life but it was probably the one time where i really 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 had to reevaluate like with a fine tooth comb who was in my circles and in the past I had always given kind of more grace to be like, okay, like they're not really as educated or fill in the blank. Um, not necessarily ignorant, but they're just not as knowledgeable or educated or they're not as outspoken. So like I'll give them room to find their way in that. But it was the first time that I was like, no, like if you're not saying anything, then you're gone. Like that's just the way that it needs to be, at least for me, for me. Um, I know some people that were a bit more gracious during the time, but I think for me, and you know this as well, slash witnessed it, there just comes a point where, and I think that's what the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, just so many people, I literally can't even name off all the names because there's just so many, but 
that whole period where it was just back to back to back. And you also had a huge escalation of like microaggressions and just blatant racism um, Mm -hmm. in public places being displayed. There just comes a point where it's like, what else do you need to see? Like, what else do you need to, I understand if like prior to that, you didn't really know, or like you weren't really paying attention, but it's on the news for everyone to see at this point. You're in quarantine, so you're not going anywhere. You're not really distracted. I'm pretty sure every workplace was talking about it in some way, shape, or form. So it's just like, what else do you need to see? What else needs to be done for you to actually start waking up and doing your part? So that's why for me, my reaction was just like, okay, like there's only two sides on this. There's right side and the wrong side. If you're on the wrong side, you're cut. And that's that. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's the way that our society needs to be with this because there's just, I just don't even know what else there is. Like there's nothing left. You've seen everything, everything that you need to see and need to know is available. Period. Like it's easily accessible. I've been accessing it since I was 17. I'm 23 now. Like there were people that were older than me that had never known some things that I've known, which is fine. But it's also just like, there's no, they're like, there's nothing left for the black community to do to educate anyone on this, in my opinion. So um, I think that 2020 was definitely a year for racial justice in a lot of ways. Um, I hope that people don't forget these things. I mean, I know that they will, especially if you're not black and you just aren't in circles where you're held accountable like that. But I really do hope that people going forward, at least in 2021, are a bit more aware of racial racial justice and do a lot more to make it a more equitable place. That being said, if you are called out, humble yourself to learn. And that's that. There's really nothing, there's nothing else that can be done. Um, but yeah, I definitely think 2020 was a huge year for racial justice and especially the Black Lives Matter movement. What was the next question? Let's see. What are three lessons you learned this year? Oh, (laughs) there was too many. It's like how to phrase them. I'd say number one, never let someone who's insecure suck you into their insecurity. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Two, life is short. You got to be more valuable with your time. Or you got to spend it in a more valuable way. That's for sure. And three, I'd say just step out of your selfishness every once in a while just to care for somebody else. I don't know. I feel like one thing I'm noticing, especially with our age group, is so many people are just so selfish. It's like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like it just doesn't, it doesn't, the world doesn't revolve around you. You're not the only person on the planet. Like other people react to your actions or can react to your actions. It's not just about you. What about you? Let's see. I said hard work pays off. Oh, yeah. Definitely share of, like, I don't know, with, like, the work and then the classes I took. Like, I was like, it definitely does pay off because. Yeah, you are. 
during the summer, you were grinding, grinding. Yeah, I was. And then it paid off because I have an interview and everything seems to go to plan. Uh, I said it's one of the things is it's okay to be uncertain and to have your goals change, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're always yeah. changing. So you got to be like more okay and open to, to things like that. And then one other one is that I said is that I'm deserving of love. Oh, yeah, that's real. That is real. But that always reminds me of that quote from Perks of Being a Wallflower. We accept the love we think we deserve. Yeah. It's definitely true. Yeah, man. I think I told you this once, but single TikTok is really, really sad. I don't know if anyone's ventured on there, but if you go deep enough, it's really, really sad. Like, you just see all these people that are like, my life sucks because I'm not with anyone. Or like, I don't know, people definitely in their feelings about like being played. And it's just so sad. I hope that changes for all those people in 2021. For real. Because it's a sad place. Dang, you need to get off that that side of TikTok. You need to get <laughs> into that. It's only during the late night hours. Don't worry. That's the worst time to be doing that. <laughs> now. Yeah, but then you sleep it off. So it's it's gone. Do you it's like, actually oh, sleep it off? For this one little bit and then it's gone. I guess. All right. Um, next question was thank yous for the year. Do you have anyone special that you'd like to thank that made 2020 possible? Good or bad? I don't know. Made helped you get through it. Definitely my boyfriend and his family. And like a lot of things have happened this year, and he was definitely like a rock. And I definitely wouldn't know what I'd be doing like right now without him. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd say my family and then my friends, definitely you for sure. And then I also put essential workers, especially healthcare workers, kind of doing the grind and helping out, you know. <laughs> we're carrying the whole team. That's what we're doing. We're carrying Honestly. the whole team. Like, if we get through this pandemic, just know it was healthcare workers in science that got us there. It was not... It was not the, it wasn't the government, that's for sure. Whew. And it was not the pharmaceutical companies. It was healthcare workers and scientists. Um, How about you? Oh, I had the same family, especially my siblings and stuff, because my parents don't really know how to use like video calls. So if I was an only child, I don't really know what I would be doing to stay in contact with my family. Um, but also it was just nice to, talk to them more this year because we would have FaceTime calls and stuff. Um, my friends, especially like Alexis, Chi Chi, Saloni, they were really rocks during some of the roughest times this past year. Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmad Arbery, um, Alua Toyin, um, oh, there are just so many names. Atatiana Jefferson, like there are just so many names, but all the people who lost their lives, all the black people who lost their lives in 2020 um, to whether it's police brutality or any kind of violence um, and all the people who lost their lives in this pandemic, a lot of them were preventable too, which is sad. Um, And like you as well, healthcare workers and essential workers, because you guys kept the world going when everybody else (laughs) was inside. And when people were spreading the virus, so 
Shout out to you guys. <laughs> People spraying the loads. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> did I stutter? There are definitely people out there that are just spreading, spreading. Anywho. Um, all right. To my favorite portion of the episodes every single time. My favorite songs of the year. Um, it's a longer list this time because it's my favorite songs throughout the whole year. Duh. So first one is Open slash Passionate by Kehlani. This was my number one song on Spotify Wrapped. I forget how many times it said I played it, but I think I played it like over 300 times. So we like to totally- 1% of her viewers, her listeners. Did you make like a crazy amount of her? Her like no, plays? I think I was oh. like point. I think it was point one, or it was an odd number. It wasn't one percent. It was some weird number. But I've been a Kalani fan since her SoundCloud days, so I'm not surprised at that one. Jeez. Um, the second one. A lot of these are sad songs, but whatever. Um, second one was Heartbreak Anniversary by Giveon. <sighs> not even surprised. That one was also my top spotify songs because i played it a lot and it was good so yeah and it really hit home um bs by janae Iko featuring there's two versions ones with kehlani and ones with her both of them are fire but really got me back on my game um with that song and i really really liked it um it's a good uplifter if you're ever down um the next one was bear with me by tiana taylor tiana taylor is so underrated it's really a shame it's really a shame her latest album was so good and it got no nominations for anything but i'm a fan tiana taylor so please keep making music um forgive me by chloe and hallie their album as a whole was really really good um but that song in particular was just a really good like if you ever need to just be like bye to someone that's a good that's what that song is for or like someone that you just don't feel sorry for and you're just like please leave me alone that's what that song is for um borderline by brandy (sighs) her album um i forget what it was called but her latest album was really really good um like magic by ariana grande i think i have this featured on one of my lists on a different episode again fire um taste by kate tranada he never makes anything bad so it speaks for itself bulletproof by idk which is bop um lost in yesterday by tame impala love tame impala live for tame impala um into your arms by coin i played that song a lot in earlier in the year definitely pre-covid that was a vibe but not now into COVID. They're back to um, we're going to see them. See them. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Alexis and I were supposed to go to a concert for Coin. Like, literally. It was right after I got back from Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it got COVIDed. Oh, that was so... And I remember we kept holding on. Like, maybe maybe they'll let us go. <laughs> nope. Got COVIDed. Um, let Me Know by Brent Fayez. Brent Fayez is just king, love him. And then finally, Double CCs by City Girls. Their latest album was pretty good too, so um, had to had to put a song on there. Um, and then honorable mention would be um, Kid Cudi's latest album, 
which I mentioned in the last episode. And like all other episodes, all the songs will be linked in the bio. Um, and I think I'm going to create a playlist for this on Spotify you for you guys to access. Um, and it'll be like, okay, Ake's favorite songs. <laughs> um, all right. And finally, to wrap up the episode, what are some things you're looking forward to in 2021? Uh, Mine's working and exploring my passions within healthcare. Like, I actually really enjoy this new job and I, like, find it fascinating. It's definitely, like, turning my head a little bit. Like, oh, maybe, like, I can explore and maybe, like, uh, I don't know, family care is not... Uh, I mean, it's still something I want to do, but definitely it's like, oh, well, maybe there's other options that I can also explore and delve into. Um, hopefully getting into PA school. Got the interview <laughs> in February. Um, and that's a, spend, spending time with loved ones. Yay! In, in any type possible. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I think your new job is great compared to your last one. I can definitely see the 180 in terms of just better. It's nice when you like where you work. I don't think a lot of For people... Sure understand how much of an energy shift it is but when you hate your job like it doesn't even matter how much money you're making because every day you have to show up there and you just don't like being there but when you actually like where you're working it's a totally different energy space i think that's the sad part though that a lot of people actually don't like their jobs you know and just kind of just doing it for the money i mean i understand that as well in the sense of like it's not like, not everyone has the privilege of liking their job. That's definitely true. Because they have to provide. But mm-hmm. I do think that you should at least like your work environment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'd be different if you don't really feel satisfied in your career. But I think if you hate where you work, that definitely sucks. Um, and I've experienced that firsthand. <laughs> um <laughs> And I think you're going to kill your PA interview. I'm manifesting that for you. So knock on wood. I have wood next to me, so it's real. Did you actually knock on it? It's not laminate, is it? No, it's real wood. I knocked on it. Okay. How about you? I wouldn't. Do you like that? (laughs) What am I looking forward to in 2021? I'm looking forward to peace of mind, Mm. non-toxic people. If you know, you know. And just achieving more of my goals. Like what? Well, one of mine is to finally figure out what I'm going to do post-grad. Because even though I'm a PharmD major and I will get my PharmD when I graduate, I also have a pre-med minor and I am interested in going to med school and always have been. So I need to like figure out which one it's going to be post-grad. Like, are we going to pursue farm d for a little bit and then go to med school or just go to med school i don't know so we got to figure that out um to be more financially mm-hmm. more financially knowledgeable i feel like i have no idea how money works but my sister said she'll help me out with it so that's good nice. um and then another goal of mine is just to get back to my like I don't even know how to describe not my pre-COVID self, because I really do think a lot of people experienced a form of dissociation from the pandemic in the sense that like you can identify that you were a different person prior to the pandemic versus where you're at now. I don't know if that makes any sense. But I want to get back to like the drive that I had pre-pandemic. I feel like quarantine made me lazy in some aspects, or at least not as passionate about certain aspects of my life so I'm like trying to get back to that 
So, yeah. Um, sure. Well, that's all for episode five. I want to wish everyone a happy new year and happy holidays if you're celebrating Kwanzaa or any other holidays, global holidays that are still going on. And if you are celebrating New Year's in any way, shape, or form, please celebrate it within your own household. Don't gather at all. And it's just not worth it this year to be celebrating in groups like that. Like, But have a happy, safe holiday, everyone. And Alexis, thanks for coming on. End of the year episode to wrap up 2020. Do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners? I just wish them a happy new year. Hopefully... 2021 is good for everybody. Yeah, let's end on that. 2021 will be good for everyone. See you guys next time, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.